What's going on? Chief Servant, Wisdom Talks. For the producers, whatever you produce doesn't have to be polished. You just need to produce it. There are various things that help us to produce. One of the things is vision. Hope. An expectation of the future. Do you see destruction or do you see edification and construction? And you can build or destroy. You can be godlike and devilish. You have to choose. That's why he says, choose ye this day who you will serve. Harden not your hearts. Don't harden your hearts because he's sending rain and he's sending seed. He's cultivating. He's been doing that since the beginning. Sending rain and seed. He rained over the earth, hovering, sending a mist, softening the earth. Then what did he do after that? He planted seed. I'm not talking about chronological order. I'm talking about principles. He planted Adam, a man in the earth. That's the seed. When the seed was full grown, though it took many variations and ideologies to get there in the flesh, but it was prepared and predestined from the beginning. Christ was slain before the foundation of the earth. So Adam was the seed. Seed matured into a law. The seed identified with culture. Heavenly culture. That seed was promised to be a father to breed more seeds, Abraham. That seed went into a priestly element and also a kingly element at the same time. That priest, that seed split, gene splicing. The genes of a priest. What is the genes of a priest, Melchizedek's order? You can't trace it back. You can't follow his genealogy. It's unknown. But we know he lived all the way until one came after his order. Who could also live forever. Comes out that he was the one that was keeping Melchizedek alive the whole time. It's the spirit of Christ. In a man Be it an earthly man Or a heavenly man Because we have counterparts We have angels assigned to us Messengers Why are they assigned To plant seed in us So you had the prophets You had that gene Gene splicing so now you got priests, you got 
prophets, you got judges, you got kings. All giving you the boundaries. So when you trace him, you'll find the right source. Anyway, Adam was the seed, Christ was the manifestation, he was divine. But then he said, we are the branches. So you got seed, you got vine, you got branches. Now, what is a branch? An extension of the vine. So Christ, we try to argue about the identity of Christ. He was, he's just an extension. And I say just because I'm calling him a just God. Even though God is pagan, but we're going to use it for simplicity. Sometimes you got to speak to pagans like pagans. That's the difference between having wisdom, but then being harmless like a dove. Your wisdom has to be serpentine. Serpents healed. Serpents judged. That's the staff. That's going back to Israel's disobedience. His law will attack you like a serpent. Kill you. Venomous. We always think of a venom in a negative sense, but it, it depends on perspective. That's a defense mechanism to keep it safe. That's why the serpent has venom to keep him alive. Venom is not hate. That's how we twisted the word. But anyway, Christ was divine. We are the branches. And then he tells us to bear fruit. He tells us to bear fruit. Now, what is fruit? It's the characteristics. It's the purpose for which the seed was planted. <clears throat> it's the why. It's the answer. The fruit always bears witness to the root. Who are you rooted in? And who's going to judge the fruit? Because you have to judge with his same lenses or you'll come out with a wrong conclusion. Do we trust him that his life redeemed us and made us whole? Do we trust him? How do you know you trust him? How can you say you trust him when you live in doubt and unbelief? In fear How can you say you trust him When you're always anxious 
How can you trust them when you're always afraid of what's going to happen if you stand for him? How is that trust? How is it trust when you're silent, when the Lord speaks something in your heart to your co-worker? But you're silent because you're afraid of rejection. How is that trust in him? You say, I trust you, Lord. <clears throat> what do you trust him to do? <clears throat> you trust him to maintain and keep you alive, but do you trust him to thrive? But even that's different vantage points. When you say, I trust him to thrive, what does that look like? <clears throat> what, what does it look like for you to trust him to thrive? It may not look like what you may think because success is based on purpose. How he evaluates you and assesses you is going to be based on did you fulfill what he called you to do, not what others expect for you to do. And you may not even understand that calling, but whatever that calling is, it is a call to breed. Not only physical things breed. You have metaphysical seeds or spiritual seeds if you want to say it like that heavenly seeds planted in you to breathe we are breeders and plant eaters we don't always obey but that's what we are at our core breeders plant eaters why to sustain our life we don't like to hear messages about sustaining. It doesn't sound empowering. But to be able to endure, there's some glory in that. A lot of us miss it. There's glory in consistency and discipline. Why? It produces a pattern. Or you might say it produces a wave. What does the wave do? Bring energy. It's moving. So there's progress in stability. See, because we think stability means stagnant. But there's process. There's progress in the process of stability. Oh. You missed that one. There is progress in the process of stability. Now, how are you going to keep your mind? Keep my mind stayed on it. That's how they used to say it. I'm going to keep my mind stayed on. <clears throat> I'm not going to be getting angry all the time. I'm going to rest in his peace. And now when the anger of the Lord is kindled, but I'm not going to provoke that or mix that with the flesh or with the soul. I'm not going to braid that together. I'm going to be able to understand the difference between being <clears throat> soft and being wise. You have to know the timing of things. It doesn't make you weak. And sometimes we need to be tender. 
and that's something I didn't come up on. Be tender, no. Take a stand. That's how he used to say it. Take a stand for something. Stand up. Anyone, the only one, the only one who stood up. Well, I'll say the first one who stood up was Yeshua. Who else in history stood up for humanity like him? You ever heard people say, that's a stand-up guy? See, the righteous fall. But they keep standing up. So he fell for us. So he could stand for us. So he is the icon and representation of revolution. That's another jewel. He's the icon and representation. So, listen. Listen to the spirit of revolution. How does revolution come? It won't be televised. See, what you're seeing on TV is not the revolution. That's the problem. Because first, a revolution is a revolution in the spirit. You can't capture that. You can capture manifestations of it, expressions of it, but you can't figure out how the wind moves. That's what he told us. The Ruach or Numa, Holy Numa, the Ruach moves. You don't know where it's coming or going. That's the spirit of revolution. He revolves in us. Because in order for anything to revolve, first of all, we got to understand that it has to turn. How is it going to turn if there is no movement? So he moves in us so we can move things. In what direction will you move it? That's where wisdom and righteousness makes a distinction. Because he says, listen, if you mature in this thing, this is how you're going to know maturity. Maturation, perfection, your ability to discern between good and evil. What's right for you, what's wrong for you. Immaturity is you don't know, you're tossed to and fro children anyways the ponderings wisdom talks 